Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Nothing But The Truth is our radio show that talks about relationships and the issues that can happen when trying to start one, trying to get out of one, or currently in one. We also talk about real issues that are going on between sexes and how to change it around. Are you trying to find Mr. or Mrs. Right and keep ending up with the loser? Are you trying to figure out why things keep going wrong? If you say yes, then you're at the right place. And nothing but the truth, we're going to give you truthful advice that will help you get the relationship you want to be in and maintain it. Now I'm going to introduce you to the cast. My name is Lisa Paulette. We also have Don Juan and our host, Evan Brooks. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Miss Lisa. Don Juan is out for... A temporary vacation, I call it. So people wondering what happened to the guy with the foreign accent, he's out for right now. But I do have Alexis K. Tyler with me sitting in, and I hope she can sit in for me for a few more sessions because we're going to talk about some real stuff. We're going to talk about stuff that I've been holding back. i I got to admit, I have been holding back stuff, but this time I ain't holding nothing back. And I'm bringing in uh, a Mr. 910. He's a special guest host as well, too. We're going to talk about abusive relationships, and I'm going to go into it and explain. I was going to do the news, but I'm going to get you next week on that because I've been working on some stuff to look at with Barry Bonds. They're getting on his case about stuff, comparing him and, you know, getting him in trouble and stuff when Mark McGuire was doing it a few years ago, and they didn't do nothing to him. We'll talk about some OJ. We'll talk about the presidential race. I got all that good stuff coming up for you next week, but let me go into the relationship issue tonight since a lot of people are tuning in. There are many types of abusive relationships. The sad thing is that over 50% of the people in a relationship do not know that they are in one or not. This show will discuss the forms and tell signs of abusive relationships 
that both men and women face and what the solutions to end and prevent you from entering into a relationship like this. We have the author of Penis Power, Sperm Power, and Pajana Power, Alexis K. Tyler, to sit in with us again, like I said, and we're going to give you the 411 with it as well, too. Uh, let me go ahead and put her on air right now. Miss Alexis, are you there? Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you doing? I'm all right. You know, I've been doing my homework like you told me to. I've been doing taping my shows all day in the past few days, setting up my uh, blog talk site, too, thanks to you. Yeah, because she's out there now, y'all. Y'all got to tune in. She got her own show, too. I'm still working with her to get her sound and stuff going and have her uploaded because there's a lot of stuff she can put on her show that can, that she can use. I love doing the sound effects. I love them. <laughs> and I got Mr. 910. Let me see if I can bring him in here. Mr. 910, are you here? What's going on? Hey, how you doing? Doing good. That's good. That's good. I'm going to go into it one by one. I'm going I'm to start off with the definition of it. I'm going to talk about the signs of it. And I'm going to talk about the forms of it. I'm going to call it sub, the subforms, the subtypes of it, because it goes into different descriptions of what abuse is. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, the types and personal, the psychological, the physical, and the sexual. And anything I leave out, got to spill it in. We're going to go at one at a time. I'm going to say one thing. Y'all put your opinion to it. I mean, y'all can take as long as y'all want to to get y'all thoughts out because a lot of people do need to listen to this show right here because this is a serious show because it's getting crazy everywhere. And as you see, I can't turn on TV, hear about it at church and stuff. It's, it's getting crazy. Let me go ahead and give the definition of what I found. An abusive relationship is an interpersonal relationship characterized by the use or threat of physical or psychological abuse Abusive relationships are often characterized by jealousy, emotional withholding, lack of intimacy, infidelity, sexual coercion, uh, verbal abuse, broken promises, physical violence, show game, power plays. Abusive relationships are often progressive. Yes, the abuse may get worse over time. What do you say about that definition, Alexis? Ladies first, you know. Oh, that it gets worse over time or that it's subtle? Yeah, that, that it happens. The whole thing about abusive relationships, you know, that's that definition that I read. Hmm. <laughs> I guess that, that it, it varies because I, I've been in abusive relationships. I've been in a whole bunch of abusive relationships, and I like attracts like. So, unfortunately, I used to attract a whole bunch of women that was fucked up just like me. So there were a lot of times we couldn't really see what or we didn't classify what we got as abusive because it was so good or it seemed so good on so many levels. And by the time we woke up, we saw all the negative things that were always there at first that we were blind to because they were masked by all the comfortable pleasures and the gifts and the trinkets that we got to begin with. Okay. What about you, Mr. Uh, Mr. 910? What do you think about that definition? About these relationships? Yeah. I'm going to throw what she said. I'm thinking the same thing. Okay. 
Okay, I, I got some telltale signs and stuff. Now, I mean, if, if y'all got any examples that y'all want to give, let me know as yes. well. And again, y'all can tune in. Yes. Number is six four six seven one six seven nine one one. I got some signs that I looked up on the internet about. May uh, say some of the signs which some people can tell. And I hope they can tell. I hope they won't be like, no, that ain't happening when it actually is happening. They say physical harm or any kind, of course. Uh, chastising a person. Controlling a person. person using a lot of drugs or alcohol. Grew, grew up witnessing an abusive relationship as a little kid, you know, growing up seeing parents, father knocking out the lady or whatever. The individual rages when they are hurt, shamed, or in jeopardy of losing control in a relationship. Did y'all have any examples that y'all might want to give to the audience about any of those descriptions that I listed? Oh, sure I do. Because like I said earlier, a lot of it is not even about that. It's it's so smooth. And one size does not fit all. For me, I grew up seeing violence in the house. Um, I saw my mother who, who was basically, you know, what they call a shit brick house. So she was 36, 24, 36. And several of the men that I saw with her were so jealous and so possessive of her that they would be nice, give her houses, cars, jewelry. You know, a lot of times she wasn't working. And she looked like she had the best lifestyle to her friends. A lot of her friends envied her because they wanted what she had. But then I would see her husband go into a fit of rage. I mean, and, and I was a little girl, so even though I was a little girl, these men were not respectful of the fact that I was a young queen in the making and that uh, there was two wombs there. There was a universe spinning in this womb of this woman that he was having sex with, which was my mother, and there was a universe spinning in my womb of a young woman that was one day going to be in the position of my mother. So him as a man is supposed to be a man, uh, her lover, her friend, her confidant, her provider, her protector for her and her daughter was hitting her in the face, uh, pushing her to the ground, you know, and then grabbing her by the hair and saying, look what I give you, look what I do for you. And I just saw my mother justify staying in those situations because the dick was good or there was some type of sex tie and because of the finances and the things that were accumulated. But nobody else saw this because there were no bruises when she went outside. All her clothes were immaculate and very expensive, and so were her cars. So, And I've also seen where, where I got into the same kind of relationship. I was never hit because I know I couldn't take her of my ass physically beat. But mine went on a, a more subversive level because the men that I attracted would treat me like a little girl. And they would say the things that I wanted to hear, the way I wanted to say them. They were very so, oh, you, you need your bills paid, or your son needs some shoes, or your son, you know, needs some some, uh, some winter clothes. Okay, well, I'll buy that for you. And I'm thinking, wow, this is like my knight in shining armor. This is my savior, and everything's wonderful for the first few years. But then I decided, okay, well, I'm feeling inadequate because I didn't finish high school. So I, I got a GED. Right after that, got pregnant. I was basically in the street working a lot of odd jobs and just really just scraped from here to there. So I'm getting with this man. He's saying, well, I'll make it easy for you. I'll make it comfortable for you. Let me take care of these things. You don't have to scrape anymore. So I'm thinking, well, you know what? I can't depend on him. My girlfriend was saying they used to be in this position. I need to get some more education so I can get me a better job. So I can have my own money just in case he flips. So I'm telling this man, okay, I want to go to school. 
you know, I, I want to help you help me. So you're giving me money, but let me also make my own money and we can get the business faster, we can get the house faster. What the fuck you going to do that for? You too goddamn dumb to go to school. You know, who, who told you you was fucking smart enough to take your goddamn ass school? You didn't go when you was 18. What the fuck you going to try to go now? Stay your ass at home. Let me keep doing what I'm doing for you. And I'm like, but I need to get, okay, well, if you go to school, that means you don't need my money, so I ain't going to pay your bills no more. So it's like I saw, like a lot of other women, young and old, men will put you and you put yourself, because I did it to myself first. I created that circumstance, so I'm not putting all on them. But if that's the subtle kind of shit I'm talking about. When a motherfucker open that door for you, because you act like a needy little girl saying you can't do this, you can't do that, and they're so nice and they're so quiet and they never fuss at you and they never raise their voice. So everything is sounding good, feeling good, looking good. They fucking you right. They sucking you right. Whatever you ask for, they never say no. Then they get hooked on you and what you do and how you fucking and how you sucking. So they got a deep attachment that you really can't see. So you trying to become more secure in who you are as a woman and getting yourself more financially stable and more intellectually and, and academically aware is a threat to him because that means, okay, you don't want to be my little kid no more. A lot of men feel important when they think you need them. And when you try to become independent, then they feel like you're trying to pull away from me. You don't need me no more. So I got to beat you down. I got to remember, make you remember you were the way you were when I found you. I can't let you be secure. See, that's the other level of psychic and emotional and psychological trauma and abuse and a motherfucker traumatize you and kick your ass with his mouth. Mm. Yeah, she's right, too. Charlie, you got any, I mean, 910, do you have anything to say about that? Well, he said it, I know, man. <laughs> I mean, has that ever happened in your perspective as far as someone's telling that you can't do anything? I mean, we talked about some stuff like that, I believe, a couple of days ago. I mean, you can break it down in your behalf. Yeah, my mine's not, you know, I ain't been through that much, you know, how she did, but my relationship, my girls, man, they, you know, I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm a nice guy, got a good heart, you know, I try to treat my girls right, but they always thought I was a bitch, I, treat me like I, I was a baby, I couldn't do nothing on my own, when I try to do something, like, I want to move out of the state, work somewhere else, uh, you can't do that, you can't do that, you're not mature enough, you're not a man, you can't even do this and that, you're not smarter, you know, you can't be mature like I am. I have to think like, dang, it's like that. Or they say I can't do this or I'm not a man, even though I'm trying to be a man, taking care of their kids, helping them out and stuff when they didn't have you know, have nothing out helping them out. They come me when I'm not a man and you know, they kinda of hurt my feelings and stuff. They messed up my self esteem and stuff. I thought what they said that's what I thought I was. And it just kinda of messed me up mentally, you know, that verbal abuse got to me. And they say I'm not this and that. They go to the next guy trying to praise him like he this and that, you know. Yeah. Give me all kind of words, man. So I can't do this and that. I'm my mama boy and stuff like that. I'm like, damn, it's like that. Yeah. yeah. I think as as far as it goes, people does the if any form of abuse that they're doing, they're the ones with insecurities. I believe they not in, they secure that and control you, but once they, once you wake up and you realize, look, I'm trying to do my own thing, that's when they break their, they get scared of how it's basically saying. They do not want to lose control. I mean, would y'all agree with me on that? 
Of course. That's that's the main yeah. thing that I was talking about. It's like a lot of times you get with somebody that is so nice to you and they see you vulnerable because they have a really deep-seated inferiority complex, but you can't see it if you're already insecure and you think they have something that you don't and they're bringing something to the table to rescue you or set you free from some type of bondage like being in poverty or having a lot of debt or your own fears. So many times you can't see the motivation behind this person bearing all these gifts on you is because they have an inadequacy that they already had, and many times we don't know it. These people have a history, male or female, because I know women that have dogged out men and then will kick a nigga ass, and the man be secretly getting his ass beat, and he don't want nobody to know this bitch beating his ass. And when you really look back, you find out that those people have done that to somebody else, but usually you don't get to go into their history and find out their previous lovers. You see the motherfucker crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I tell guys that let me and that girl got fat butt. I said, don't be looking at me. And y'all don't know. Y'all don't know. Y'all need to sit there and sit up. So, I mean, y'all got to know each other. I always tell people, you got to get to know each other before y'all even get into the sheets because that's a dangerous game. I know uh, one of my homeboys, and Mr. 910 knows this person. I want y'all laugh, but this is true. This dude married this woman that was six foot eight, and he was... <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, my grandma and them told me this stuff. I didn't hear from the boy because he didn't want to tell. And he probably listened, but hey, I ain't going to give out no names or anything. He knows who he is. But his mama, his mama was just a bully to his stepdad. And one of my uncles wanted to catch a ride up to the grocery store. And he wanted to get in there and know. Help him out because it was only like two minutes away, but you know, you walked that just too far. So, they, okay, I could take these. Oh, let me go ahead and get the keys. She figured out where he was trying to go, and she had put the keys up because she's six foot eight now. She just <laughs> put the keys up in the air so you can get, you can jump and get. He was pissed. He was bad because he got fed up. He didn't her with another little woman. She did not like that. Threw a, a glass elephant in his head. <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah, God can get their ass whooped. I know, boy. Ooh, daddy. I mean, they got that. That's true. Agree with y'all on that. <laughs> I mean, it, it took him so many years to finally realize he had to leave, but I think he was scared. Mhm. Cause that was a big woman. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it deals with some of that psychological stuff as well, too, but more likely that part was physical because of what happened from what he told me. But uh, I want to go into the different forms, you know, what I have from uh, the subtitles or the sub-descriptions of it. And say some of the stuff goes on like this. You got your gossip, you got your lies, you got your betrayal, your isolation, your exclusion, and humiliation, basically, humility. People does this, okay, the people who abuse you are basically saying this. They're saying, well, gossip, the, well, the abuser tells others personal information about the victim. They talk junk about the person, basically. And then there's lies where the abuser lies about the victim to others. The betrayal where the abuser breaks the agreement with the victim. It might be like, you know, we're supposed to be together to help if they were married or, you know, take that vow that they were not going to see anyone else and they end up having sex with another person. 
Then there's the isolation part. I want to talk about isolation and exclusion after I go through the rest of them. Isolation where the abuser prevents the victim from socializing with victim's friends. So the person has a friend or friends, and you know how that goes, basically. I'm going to go into it later on. An exclusion. The abuser prevents the victim from socializing with abuser's friends. So they don't want him to talk to anyone else. She don't want him to talk to anyone else her side or her team or her friends, you know, because they probably don't realize that. The humiliation of that deals with where the abuser humiliates, shames the victim in front of others. Now, well, isolation, I knew a, a, a friend, I mean, so Mr. Nine Zero, what do you think about that part right there where the victim is isolated from his friend? Oh, man. I think that's crazy, man. I, I, you know, you you remember I've been in a situation like that where my girl don't want you know don't want time to tell me you know your friend the devil you need to be around him he's gonna bring your spirit down all both of y'all are gonna be this and that be I'm sleeping with another girl and stuff he's just the devil he's just the devil and child you know right there listening to her kind of kept away from my friends how like what she is right or something like that you know she want to be around she want to meet my friends and she want me hang around like that you know because. I might fall in the same trap with them, become a devil, do bad things and stuff. And she want nothing to do with my friends either. And I'm like, okay. And by her saying that sort of kept me away from my friends. And they was there for me when she before she ever came in the picture. Yeah, that's some deep stuff right there. I mean, with with that isolation part, I saw a lot of a lot of people, girls and guys, they just it's like you can see when we was in college. Where they were isolated, they like it was female, and you know I was chilling in class and stuff, and be like, what do you do? You know, you meet people. Hey, how are you doing? I can't talk to you. Uh, what's the problem? My boyfriend would not allow me to. I'll get beat up. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> and I'm in class. I'm like, dang. I mean, it's, it's crazy now. But uh, I think we got a caller coming in. I'm going to go ahead and let this caller get in. It's caller 443, you on the air. 443, you on the air. Hey, is that me? That's you. All right, what's up? Let me take you off speakerphone. <laughs> How y'all doing? I'm doing great, man. We're doing great. I'm just I'm just listening to the show, bro. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't I'm not familiar with the format and everything like that. I just called this. I heard you guys were having Alexis on the show. I was like, oh, let me check this out. <laughs> yeah, we're relationship. Yeah, you know, I was listening to what y'all was saying, and I've been on both sides of those things. You know, the abuser and the abused. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely I can definitely relate to what you were talking about. And a lot of times when I was the abuser, especially trying to keep a woman away from her friends, especially if she got like guy friends, a lot of damn boyfriends, you know, just they're just friends, but it's guys. I'm thinking, oh, he's just waiting around <laughs> until something go wrong between me and you for him to slip on in there. Because some of them guys try to hit on women who are attractive, mm-hmm. and then what happens is uh, they wait, they find themselves in a friend zone because she ain't really feeling them like that. But sometimes a sister will break down in those evenings and then go cry on his shoulder and then opportunity presents itself. So me being insecure about that, I was like, look, girl, you, nah, you can't have none of these. Tell them, they, they, you know, you got to put them away. I don't want you dealing with them no more. And I gave them all kind of fictitious reasons as to why she should. But, you know, a lot of times it had to do with my insecurities. I don't even know if I took you guys off subject or not. My bad. Oh, no, no, that was good. That's right. 
Yeah, that's yeah. my point. <laughs> yeah, and if that and if that didn't work, then you know I got a bit more threatening, you know, or a little bit more physical about this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you had your woman trying to beat you up too. But see, that's the crazy thing about it. Because when I was married, right, I used to I used to tear that ass up. Um, in the in the beginning, because only to find out later that my my ex wife is schizophrenic, right? So I didn't know why she kept coming to me like that, you know, and I didn't know there was something mental going on with her. So I was like, look, get out of my face, woman. I'm trying to be civil about it. So I got to push her and shove out my face and all this kind of stuff because I can't stand a woman in my face yelling and barking at me, you know. And so what happened was after, you know, getting arrested like a couple of times off of that, I was like, wait a minute, I ain't going to touch you no more because I found out that the law, the law states, you know, if, if, you even, if she comes to the, the, to, to the um, commissioner, and even say you touched her, you, a, black, a black man getting locked up, you know. And so what I pretty much resolved to keep my hands off of her. And she realized she had the law on her side. She realized I wasn't touching her no more. So then she would get, like, high heel shoes and start hitting me in the head with them and, and, and whatever we had a heated argument, you know. So I was having to go through that kind of stuff. So the tables turned, and that was cool. And then she wound up and had eventually got arrested, which led to the end of our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm- that's some deep stuff right there. I mean, I, through that stuff that you did learn, since through it, did you not? Did I learn from? Almost oh, definitely, man. You know, it's it's like I thought it was me. You know, I thought it was something wrong with me with them because I was I grew up in a house where you know my father left when I was three, right? I'm telling all my damn business. But my father left when I was three, and. Um, but when I remember vividly him and my mother just having fights all the time, I mean fist fights with each other, you know what I'm saying? And so I thought, oh, my well, damn, I'm, I'm growing up to be like my daggone father, even though he didn't raise me. But uh, I thought it was me. But then when I got rid of her ass and got with some, some women who had some sense, I realized, I mean, I didn't even have a design to be that way towards them, you know what I'm saying? So I, I did learn that. I guess I learned through that experience. I learned to learn the hard way, but... Um, but now I handle things completely different. I don't even like to raise my voice at a woman anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you learn from it, and that's that's the good thing about. It. I want to raise my voice because they ain't even working me. I was telling my friend, I said, I don't got time to be arguing. It's about cooperation, it's not competition. Right. So I appreciate. It. I'm gonna put you back on hold. Gonna keep going through. Hey, do your thing, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, he said some good stuff, y'all. What do y'all think? Say, I think it was some good stuff. I mean, he hit up everything I was about to say on myself, so I had to put him back on, on the thing, but I'm going to keep going on. But if y'all would like to get in on the show, a lot of people are listening. They're getting all shy. The number is 646-716-7911. Again, 646-716-7911. Let me keep going on to it. Okay, let's talk about... Uh, the exclusion part. That's why I left off at the exclusion part. Now, this is where the abuser prevents the victim from socializing with the abuser's friends. I ever had that happen before. Lexus? Of course I have. Of course I have. I was in a situation like that for years where every time I wanted to be around friends and, you know, how I was back then, I would go tell him everything that they said. Well, you know, they said that I shouldn't sit here and wait on you and then I should work or I should be in school and be trying to get things on my own. And 
Or what you listening to them for? Oh, they all hoes. All of them ain't shit. You know, they jealous. You know, they just want me to do want me to do for them what I'm doing for you. Or they wish they had a man that was just as good as me. And then he would get around them and try to reassure them that they were uh, thinking these things about him and they were really exaggerating in their own mind. He was going to really be good for me and do all these things. And now reassuring them and saying, okay, now still stay away from them, stop listening to them, don't discuss my business with them, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to cut that off. So it was all the threats and the intimidation. And now I look back and I really see what it was. It's just a form of manipulation. It's like somebody psychologically negotiating with you to make an agreement to basically sabotage your own fucking self. Yeah. True, that's true. Mr. 910, what you got to say about that? You ever had that experience? Because you did say you had things happen to you in your past. Have you had it where users prevented you to be around their friends from saying anything? Prevented me from being around their friends? Yes, away from their friends. They didn't want you to be around their friends so you can go back and say anything. That's what they were worried about. Have that ever happened to you? No, I never had nothing like that. Uh, the person I've been with, every people I've been with said they don't have friends. <laughs> They said they don't have friends, but the only thing that got me was they don't like girls, so most girls have a lot of girlfriends. They didn't have no friends, they say. They said they don't get along. That kind of scared me. That means something wrong with them then or something. They don't have no friends. They always had dude friends most of the time, but I ain't never talked to them. So. They talk, I mean, what do you think about that, Alexa, a female that doesn't have any female friends? Well, I mean, I don't really have a lot of female friends either. So, And I, I know it's very difficult a lot of times to trust women because a lot of women are so treacherous towards each other. So if you haven't already had good friends or, or women's friends in your life, in your family or close friends that have proven themselves, then a lot of women really don't run with women. But I do think what he said, well, I know because I know some treacherous-ass women. Most of the time when they tell their nigga they ain't got no girlfriends because they don't want you to know what a treacherous code they is. A lot of times behind your back and what kind of lies they, that they're telling you and what kind of sneaky shit they be doing with somebody else. So you usually, when when you with a woman for a long period of time and you don't have any close association with her friends, you don't get invited to house parties, you don't get invited ever. When they go out to shop or for dinner and parents don't hang at your house for special occasions of dinner, then that lets you know she's usually a liar and she got an outside life going on and she knows she's like the man is weaker and she can manipulate him and control him and keep him in check by keeping him out of her business. Mm. Exactly, exactly. I think that's what happened to me, man. Cause I look back my mind said something that right where she ain't telling me something like she got no female friend. And to find out, she told me my first she told me before that she slept she didn't mean to do it, but she slept with one of um her I guess some girl scooches go with her boyfriend or something like that. I like, hmm and he she knew she had a um he had a girl. I said, Hmm. I see why some females are gonna be your friends, probably wanna um beat you up, you know, kick your tail or something. That's all I think when I find out. <laughs> That, that's some crazy stuff right there. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy. Now, we are with the physical abuse. I just want to get some more descriptions of what physical abuse is. People understand. So I wish that everyone would go get a piece of paper out or a crayons or a typewriter or, or your laptop. That's what you got to get so y'all can understand what is physical abuse. <laughs> the basic forms are striking, punching, pushing, pulling, slapping, whipping, with an object, locking in, out, or place, false, pitching, kicking, 
Mr. Won't Fall, Men, Stealing, Drowning, Deplantation, a lot of stuff. So y'all understand. <laughs> That's it. Exposure to dangerous animals and obviously this is strange. I really do need to leave, for real. Now we're gonna get to sexual abuse. It's crazy. I went to church, right? To church. And the preacher called her. I mean, I didn't think he was gonna do this. I was sitting there listening to him and he told the lady, she like, How many of y'all ladies, I want y'all to stand up. I didn't know what they were gonna stand up for. He said, y'all stand up. I ever been raped, left it in my life. And it was like almost half the church stood up. Mm. I was like, damn. <laughs> but, but now we're going to go to sexual abuse. Let me give you all a definition of that. It's defined as the forcing of undesirable sexual acts by one person to another. The term incest is defined as sexual abuse between family members and, you know, that went on, too, that was talking about that. I mean, what do you think about the whole the half the church almost stood up? <laughs> something that right now, man, say hi to something, or they might be, I don't know, psychological problems. I was problems. scared. You know, what, what do you think about that, Alexis? Well, you know, I grew up in the church, so it's it's more prevalent than you might think. That wasn't the only church. It's just the church that you know of that you happen to be sitting in where a lot of incest uh, type relationships go on with women in the church, and that's why, especially so many black women, that's why we grow up many times, and it's easy for us to be attracted into uh, relationships where we'll do anything with a man, a woman, or we're bisexual, because we're looking for love, and we're very empty, and we're very needy inside, because we were so drained, abused on so many levels while we were children, and we were forced to hold it in. Yeah. It, it was a deep, you know, I mean, he called that out too as well. He was talking about that. A lot of people, man, they let me up saying what love is. And I want to talk about some of the things that can happen, you know, with sexual abuse from what they were saying, some signs. Because some people don't understand the signs. They don't believe it until something happens. And some of the stuff points out as well, you know, like if you can catch someone like they've been abused. I mean, you can tell by the depression, abuse, suicidal, drug, alcohol abuse, sudden loss of interest in sexual activity. Some people get turned on. Like, I know some girls, they say they used to get molested when they were little, and they're so sexually active because they think that's love. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I mean, some people are like, wait a minute, how does that work? I say it can work like that. That's how they see it. Mr. Nazir, what do you think about this? Mr. Nazir, are you there? What do you think about that? Some of these uh, people that's been used to getting molested or raped or whatever, they're thinking that, you know, once this is happening, some will have a increase for sexual behavior. Not everyone, some of them. Like they want sex all the time. I think they think you think they probably think there's love and, you know, it probably, I think it triggers something in their mind. It's a, a mind problem or something like that. Yes, yeah, a psychological problem. What would you psychological, recommend? yeah. What would you recommend to a person like that? If, if they're listening in tonight, you say to them, Alexis. Well, I, I can identify with that, and I, and I definitely saw it in my family and a lot of other women that I know, and I can understand it and relate to it. 
when women are, are promiscuous, especially if they have a background of being abandoned by their mother or their father or being molested by somebody in the family, and they become very promiscuous, a lot of times they're not stripping, they're not prostituting and screwing different people simply because they enjoy the sex act and it makes them very happy. They don't even feel love when they're doing it. It's just such a need in them and such so much pain and devastation and such a void inside of them, and they're hurting, they're crying out, they're lonely, and they feel like they ain't nothing unless they're having sex with someone and they're trying to find a connection with the penis locked into the pussy. they thinking that that is going to be the connection where the right man eventually puts his dick in their pussy and makes some type of love connection, that there's going to be some type of uh, fantastic boys that leads to uh, marriage, the house, and the baby carriage. So a lot of times when women are doing that, they have such a sense of self-hatred and low self-esteem and can't see any value in their mind, their heart, and their body, and their soul, and they don't feel smart. They don't feel very worthy of achieving great things because they can't see themselves on so many other levels. The only thing that they can connect their value to is a dick hung up in their pussy and then them riding it the best they can, screwing them the best they can, sucking on it the best they can, making the man come. That's the only gratification and any type of self-worth or self-esteem that they feel that they are worthy of, that they really, that's the best they think that they can do. So it's not always about because they really enjoy what they act. They feel so low and so miserable. So when a woman is in that place, she first has to really see what is motivating her to be a whore, what is motivating her to let any and everybody put their penis in her precious body, which is a divine temple. It's because she feels like it's undivine, because she feels like it's defiled and she feels worth less. And the only way that a woman is really going to heal herself and come out of that nothingness when she finally believes that she is something other than and above a sex object. Yeah, that's that's true. Man, you get a dead on the spot. Man, she good. She good, man. I told you. I told you. Y'all need to call in. Y'all need to talk to her for real. Uh, that's that's stuff be going on my mind. What happened to me and stuff? You know, like she couldn't be alone. Then had some guy come over there. Do that thing with her. I'm like, man, she just wants some love or something because she's alone and stuff, I believe. And she hit a dead on the spot. Yeah, that's true. Some some people do come up with they with they um they sex organs. They're like, that's all I got to give you. I'm like, you don't have nothing else. You not you don't have a good person that you ain't trying to be better. To well, if you don't like what I got, then I'll just give it to someone else. I'm like. <laughs> Like, dang, Like her son. <laughs> mm. 
And I was like, damn. You know, I didn't hurt me. My mom got pissed. I said, no, I'm going to do this. And I, I did my thing. And that's what people got to do. Whenever someone gives you something negative, I got to turn it from turn it around. Do a 180 on it and go with it and turn it into something positive. Mm-hmm. But, but with this abuse, all of the abuse, because all of them are bad, people really do got to understand, analyze what's going on with their life. I mean, sit down, write down what you want in life. Can I ask people to ask people this? And some of these people out here don't understand where I'm coming from. But I, I'm doing this, what they taught us when I was in school. They say, write down what you want in life, and how many years do you want to accomplish this, like five years? Well, you want to see yourself in five years. How do you want to get yourself there? Because a lot of people say, I want to do this, I want to do that. So how are you going to get there? You know, because we're going through an era now. It don't have to be in a relationship because I want to go into mental abuse here where a lot of people are just getting forced negative images saying that you ain't going to be able to do anything in life. You're not going to be able to accomplish anything. This is all you can do. You can dance. You can go shoot some balls. That's it. You can't be no doctor or anything like that. But a lot of people need to realize you can't let people tell you, dictate what you can't do because you are able to do anything that you want as long as you keep your head focused. That's all. Mm-hmm. But usually this is what I tell people to do, right? Get down, get a piece of paper. Down, about a page long you do this. Write down what you want as far as what you want to happen. Write it in what order you want. You should write it in an order of how you want to get it. And write down how you see yourself getting it, because it, it helps a lot. It's just like the same person coming out there saying, I'm going to start a business. you got to write down what you want call a business plan. If you don't do that, it won't help you out. So a lot of people are just like, man, you know, I don't have time for that. And you don't have time to write down your own goal, say something about yourself. It does. But with all of you, like I say, a lot of people need to understand and analyze what's going on. Now, I want to talk about more of that psychological and mental abuse because a lot of people do go through a mental abuse more than, say, more than physical. It's been happening a lot. I see a lot of people out here. You see a lot of, a lot of young kids joining gangs now because they ain't got no love at home. They figure that's love, too, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it, I know we talk about relationships, but I think we need to talk about all the aspects of, you know, of the mind, the human mind, because a lot of people are thinking, well, what, what does this got to do with relationship? It got a lot to do with everything. I mean, if you're not receiving love at home, you're going to find love somewhere else you think is love. And a lot of folks are like, well, how? You might, like, I know, like, I had a cousin that was a stripper, and she didn't get the love at home, so she figured, well, I show my body off, and, you know, people throw money at me. They're loving me. <laughs> yeah. She got on the outside, but... Not loving what, what's in the inside because they don't even know what's going on the inside. And she got messed up with drugs and stuff, drugs and alcohol, and it all flared up. But I, I think you're right about how, you know, we did a last show where people were talking about, you know, you were talking about how we don't know how to communicate with each other. And that's the problem, too, as well, too, because people don't know how to talk to people anymore. I mean, do y'all have any thoughts on that as well? Of, of course. Like I said, because we are so out of balance with each other, we really don't know who we are. And see, we're not attracting. It, it's still all based on, like I always talk about, subatomic energy and spiritual sexual communication. We are attracting somebody to abuse us. 
because there are also weak, fragmented parts in us that need to be healed. And many times people are mirroring us, reflecting back to us our own shit because we got shit that we ain't cleaned up. We got a lot of messes that we need to clean up. Whenever somebody can humiliate us, when a man can violate a woman and slap her to the ground and take her money from her or only make her feel that she's only worthy of something when he's giving her money and she can't work and she can't go to school and she takes that, that is telling her that she has some errors in herself full of self-hatred and low self-esteem that she needs to clean up. That's fragments. That's wasting her. And when a man can violate you and have so much disrespect and hate towards you and you take it and he feels comfortable to give it to you like he knows you ain't going nowhere, like he knows you're going to take it, then it also says something about the fragments in your own personality or the fake personality that you've been given. Do you know a lot of times mama or daddy can beat a weak, fake personality into you and create a personality in you and a whole persona and the energy of a fucking coward. So you 20 years old, but you acting like you 10 years old and you talking like you 10 years old and you don't have any self-esteem and self-respect and you think, well, this is just naturally how I am. That's not really naturally how you are, especially if you've been abused and beat down all your whole life and told that you wasn't shit. And we got a lot of mamas out here that want they little girls and you getting big breasts and a big ass. And your hormones are being released out of your brain. So you are developing into womanhood and you're getting a period. You got a lot of women that will still want their growing women, these little girls that are growing into women, to act like little kids and not be women and will humiliate and degrade the little girl because she's turning into a woman. And this is just a biological process that she cannot control because the mother feels threatened by her having a, a hairy pussy and fat tits and a fat ass and getting a period. So little girls that turn into women are physical women, but they still got a fucked up little girl walk mentality, and we're attracting men to play on that vulnerability, all those weaknesses in us. So, no, we don't know how to deal with each other. We don't know how to talk to each other because many times we don't even know how to talk to ourselves. We don't even know who we are. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Because uh, it's just like interacting with people. Like I went to the bookstore to look at some recruitment books and some uh, military books as well. And um, I went to the psychology department. You know, when they got psychology books, study of the human mind, you know, what's going on inside my head. I look at that person, you know, someone reading the book. I smile. person looks like they're about to growl and whoop my ass. I'm like, damn, you know. <laughs> like, I even do know. I mean, if, if I say something to provoke you, I can understand. But I'm just looking here, looking at some books, and you look at me with anger. That's something bad right there. <laughs> That's something bad. So, I mean, people do need to know how, what they need to do is this. They need to understand what's going on around them. Don't go as if everyone's out to get you. I ain't saying don't go down there and talk to people with your guard down. Keep a guard up, but don't have a something that no one can get through because people, it's, it's just crazy because you can't approach people on the street no more. Really, you can't like, hey, how are you doing, people? They get upset and stuff, and then they get mad if you don't talk to them. And that makes it crazy. Like the guy, Mr. 910, talking about the same person. He was messing with the first person. She she did not like me. She did not like me at all. Well, at first we were friends. But then we turned around, and I and she was talking about this Jesus thing. She was like, Jesus, Jesus. She was going off with that note. 
just going too strong. And I, I just told her, I said, I think you fake because something ain't right about it. I, I just can see through a lot. Don't ask me why I can see. She got so mad, she called me the Antichrist, basically. And I was like, I'm, I'm the devil, whatever. She was like, well, you just are. But anyway, you know, I, can, I get the point. You don't want to be my friend because I, I called you out because I told the truth. That's what friends are supposed to do. I mean, that's my definition. Tell the truth, but some don't do that. But anyway, I saw him, saw Mr. Nolan Zero, and he waved at me, and I waved at him, and she was in the car. She got mad. She said, why your friend like he can't say hey to me? Why would I say hey to you if you don't like me? <laughs> that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's, that's something wrong right there. And that's not the only case. I'm not going to point her out as the only case. It's many people, like you say, they don't know how to communicate. And if you don't know how to communicate, you can't you can't understand when the communication deals with listening to what person's saying, deciphering it, you know, figuring out what they're saying, and then relaying back a message the saying that you understand. When that breaks down, that middle part breaks down where you're not understanding what a person's saying, it, I mean, you can't get nowhere out of it. And that's bad. To me, that's bad. Let me see what Mr. 910 has to say. Mr. 910, are you still there, sir? Mr. 910. Yes, I'm here. What do you think about that? About a person that um don't like you or something like that? or Like if you communicate. You know how we were saying people don't know how to approach people where we're getting this location in Greensboro? Mm-hmm. That, like, it's, it's like it's a crime to talk to a person. Mm. And you remember you were talking to the guy that was in San Diego, and he was telling you that uh, when you go there, people walk up to you and talk to you, have a conversation. Hey, how are you doing? But here he was saying, in this location, it's totally opposite. It's just like, I can't talk to you. <laughs> um, I guess he wants you to chase after them or something. I don't know. Huh? I can't. It, it, it might not even be about a chase to me. I don't think, that, and, and it deals with that mental or person. It's not game. I don't know if it's a game or not. What do you think, Alexa? Do you think it's a game or you just think mm-hmm. you think it's a game for real? Oh, yeah. I don't think I know. People play games. They play games of manipulation and trying to uh, figure another person out, and I was trying to psychologically uh, mind fuck somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's something because, hell, I'm, I'm getting tired of the shit. Actually, <laughs> I was like, look, I try to be nice to people, but the people be like, well, I figured you out. You know, you ain't talking to me. I said, hey, <laughs> you got people that do that a lot, though, around here, around this area. I I went to different areas. I went to D.C. I didn't have that problem. People still talk to me. Hey, how you doing? Are you having a great day? I am. I think a lot of people do need to understand that there are different types of abuse. That could be one. Because, you know, it don't, it don't hurt to say hey to someone. I don't think it should hurt. But it happens, though. But, I mean, other than that, I want to go ahead and conclude this show right here because it's, it's been a very great show tonight. Mm-hmm. A lot of people going in, and I'm seeing them. They don't want to say nothing. They're getting all scared. I don't know, Lex. I don't know. They, they're just scared. I told them to be open. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I'm I'm just glad they're they're listening on the show that you invited me on. I'm always honored to come on, and I appreciate you so much for sharing. Uh, let me share and and your show and your forum with me and the people that are willing to listen when I come on. Mhm. 
Yeah, I mean, because we, we got to get it open. We got to get, get you more exposure. We got to get people to wake up. Because a lot of people are willing to listen because they come up to me now. That's the fun thing. They listen to the show, and then they come up to me asking for a lot of advice, and I just be jam-packed with people asking me questions on the street. What do you think about this? Yeah, good. <laughs> good. I was like, here, man. Listen to the show. I was like, okay. But it's pretty good. But can you give out all your information so everyone know how to listen to more of your topics? Oh, my my show is playing right now. I put a show up uh, on a firm power question and answer. It's a, a blogtalkradio.com forward slash Alexis K. Tyler. And they can hear my show. And this Friday I'm having a show coming on about anal sex. Okay. Y'all hear that now. Y'all, I know y'all heard that. Y'all better make sure y'all tune in for that. Uh, Mr. Lewis, Mr. 910, I mean, uh, is there anything that you would like to say to the audience? Is there anything that you would like to say to the audience? God is good. Now everybody keep their head up. Mm-hmm. And I thank Mr. 443 for coming in, dropping his testimony out here. Again, you can get this show and all the other shows by going to blogstalk.com forward slash nb underscore truth, clicking on our RSS button, Clicking on it again, you see all the shows as well that you can download. You can download these. You can put them on the MP3 player. You can burn them on a CD player or a CD burner and put them in your car. Let everyone listen because it's very informative. And everyone do to listen to the show because it helps out as well. Uh, I would like to also say that, again, I thank you, Alexis, for coming on the show. And I would like people to go to MySpace and sign up and be on the group of nothing but the truth. Because we do lay the truth down, and y'all do need to listen to it. Eventually, it's going to strike you. You might say this topic didn't affect you whatsoever, but down the line, something's going to affect you. Someone's going to be affected by it within your family, and that's true. It might not be, mm-hmm. it be your family. It could be your best friend. Mm-hmm. You could be like, hey, I got something for you to listen to. So download this one. If you don't download nothing, Download this one for real. And the MySpace is myspace.com forward slash nb underscore true. And the Yahoo email is nb underscore true at yahoo.com. And the home site is http colon forward slash forward slash home dot earthlink dot net forward slash squiggle Luke Brooks 1302. The voicemail, if you want to reach us with the voicemail, don't be scared to do it. Go ahead. The number is 641-715-3900, extension 33271-POUND. Again, 641-715-3900, extension 33271-POUND. And we do have shows coming on for next week for Falling Man. I'm starting that back up. True Stories talk about a lot of issues this time. I have stories. I'm going to work on some stories as well for both shows because a lot of people do need to listen to it. I don't know exactly what I'm going to talk about for next week for this show as well because I'm open up to pretty much anything. But we do need to talk about important issues. I mean, I want to get right down to it. We need to talk about stuff that affects everyone, not just one person, not just one race, but everyone. 
because everyone has relationships. That's one thing we do have in common. If you have a relationship with something, you know, it might not be a human being. It might be whatever. I mean, I know how to interact. But, again, <laughs> thank you all for coming on. Tune in for Falling Men on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We'll be back on this show next Sunday. Falling Men usually comes on 12 o'clock p.m. or 12 o'clock a.m. on Tuesdays and Thursdays, either one. Sometimes I flip-flop them. I think it's on 12 o'clock p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays. But I thank y'all again, and I hope y'all enjoy y'all evening, and God bless. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.